this morning. The Spirit of the Lord is here. God is in this place. This is so much more than a music director and a preacher and a choir and, a, and an instrument, folks. This is about us worshiping the Creator of the universe, the one who sent His only begotten Son to this world to die for us. Man, I don't know about y'all, but I feel like worshiping Him today. Man, what a spirit that's in this place. Hebrews chapter 6 and in verse 1. Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on unto perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith toward God, of the doctrine of baptisms and of laying on of hands and of the resurrection of the dead and the eternal judgment. And this will we do if God permit. For it is impossible for those who were once enlightened and have tasted of the heavenly gift and were made partakers of the Holy Ghost and have tasted the good word of God. Boy, His word is good, isn't it? And oh, to taste His word and the powers of the world to come, if they shall fall away to renew them again unto repentance, seeing they crucify to themselves the Son of God afresh, and put him to an open shame. You may be seated. I want to speak to you out of verse 1 there. If you'll look at that phrase there, 
therefore leaving the principles of the doctrines of Christ, and notice what the Hebrew writer said, let us go on unto perfection. I want to speak to you this morning upon that subject. Let us go on unto perfection. In our minds, when we think of that word perfection, we think of something that is impossible. We think of something that we are not capable of doing, but the word here of perfection simply means being made fully ready, being perfectly equipped and prepared. And so when we think of the word perfection, it does not mean to be perfect in our minds, but it simply means to be fully equipped. And so the writer of Hebrews said, let us go on to the place that we can be fully equipped to be the Christians that God has called us to be. I want you to understand something today that God does not expect us to be perfect as we think of perfection. But God does expect us to try to do right. He does expect us to go and walk in a path so that we can bring honor and glory to His name. But every person that attempts to live for Jesus, may I tell you that God will equip you. God will give you those things that you stand in need of so that you can be the Christian that he has called you to be. Now notice the phrase here. He said, let us go on to perfection. And the phrase here in the Greek simply means, let us be carried forward. Now in our minds when we think of this, we think, boy, we got to do something to get to that place of perfection. But folks, may I tell you, you cannot achieve that in your own power, in your own will. Understand today that it is God that enables us to grow as Christians. It is God that carries us forward. If we're going to grow, if we're going to be better Christians, if we're going to be more faithful to Him and to church and to service, may I tell you today, it's going to have to be Him that brings us forward. It is impossible for us to bring our, ourselves forward, but we must have faith and rely on Him. Do you want to grow today? Do you want to grow individually? Do you want to grow as a church? Folks, we cannot carry ourselves forward, but we must rely upon the God of heaven to do that for us. We must trust in Him. We must rely upon His Word. We must rely upon His will. We must rely upon Him today. And may I tell you, we must yield ourselves to Him. We must submit ourselves to Him so that we can go on. Folks, we need to go on. God's been good in 2019, but we got to go on. As excited as I am about what He did yesterday, I'm excited about what He's going to do today. I'm excited about what He's going to do tomorrow, but we'll never see it, we'll never experience it if we don't go on into perfection, if we don't grow as Christians and grow as a church. There's two points that I want you to see today. And number one is the foundation of perfection. I want you to look in verse 1. It says, Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrines of Christ, let us go unto perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith towards God. Understand, number one, the foundation of perfection. The foundation is simply the starting place. It is the materials that was put in place so that we can build upon. Child of God, if you're saved by the precious blood of Jesus, the foundation has been laid. If you are going to serve Jesus, the foundation must be there. You can never 
fully, successfully please God without being saved first. All of that other work will never get you to heaven. He is not impressed with our work today. But he's impressed with the finished work of Jesus Christ. You must have the foundation. When I was in school in kindergarten, we learned our ABCs. I think now they start in pre-K. Boy, I'm glad I didn't have to. It took me long enough to learn them. You get your ABCs. Kindergarten, all year long. Math, science, everything, ABCs, 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 ABC. And you keep on going all year long. Because that is the foundation of what you're about to learn and study for the next 11, 12 years of your life, however long it is. For me, it felt like 30 years. And you go through school and you receive the foundation of the ABCs, but what's amazing to me is they take that foundation and you build upon that foundation. Kindergarten, you learn your ABCs. First grade, you take those ABCs and you begin to form words with those letters. And then all of a sudden, as you grow and you get older, you take those words and you make sentences. And then you take those sentences and you make paragraphs. And then you take those paragraphs and you have essays and papers and even books. Isn't it amazing what we can do with the foundation of ABCs? And we can spend all of these years studying and all that I do. Not long ago I wrote a 10,000 word uh, thesis that, man, it took me two months to do. Man, it took me forever. I'm horrible at that stuff. But you know what? 35 years old, and I did that because I had the foundation when I was five years old. And it is something that has been built upon and built upon and built upon. Folks, child of God, understand the foundation of everything that we are as Christians is our faith in Jesus Christ. It is our relationship with Him. If you do not have that foundation, you must receive that foundation today. Your foundation should not be upon baptism. It should not be upon good works. It should not be upon your church membership. It should be upon and based upon your relationship with Jesus Christ. That is the foundation of everything we do here. That's our ABCs of Christianity. Jesus and Him crucified. And notice what He said. There's two things there that He said that is the foundation. And the first one was the word repentance. One of the foundational things about being saved is the act of repentance. And to repent simply means to change one's mind about to sin to the point of turning from it. So when you repent, that simply means that you are turning away from the sin that's in your life. Before you can get saved, you've got to get lost. Before you can go to heaven, you've got to realize you're headed to hell. And in order to be saved, you must repent. You must turn away from. You must turn your life away from sin and the world and turn your affection from that and bless God, turn it to God. Turn it to Him. The Bible says in the book of Acts, testifying both to the Jews and also to the Greeks, repentance toward God. Where do we turn, preacher? We turn to Him. Folks, may I tell you, we're doing too much turning to the world. We're doing too much turning to physical things and social things and popular things. Folks, these popular things are not going to cut it at the end of time. When everything is said and done and it's time for us to die, all of these popular things aren't going to matter. 
we've got to turn away from those things and we've got to turn to God. We've got to turn to God, but not only repentance, but faith. Faith towards God. You say, preacher, what is faith? It's two things outlined in the book of Hebrews chapter 11. Number one, it's substance. To have faith, it is substance. Of what? Things hoped for. I'm glad to have faith in Jesus. Not only do you turn from your sin, but you put all of your trust in Him. And it is the substance of things hoped for. I've got a hope. In the midst of all of my trials, in the midst of all the cancer, in the midst of all the tragedy, I can still smile, I can still praise the Lord. There is joy unspeakable and full of glory inside of my soul because there is a faith that started when I was a 13-year-old boy in an almighty God that I know that not only can He take me to heaven, but I know that He can protect me from the devil. He can protect me in the trials. He can take care of everything I go through in life. It's substance. Whew. Man, you got something when you got Jesus. That's substance. Not only is it substance, but it's evidence. Them lost, them lost folks say, uh, well, how do you know he's real? Because I've trusted him. I put my faith in him. 13-year-old boy, I knew I was dying and going to hell. I didn't know how I was going to get out of it. My daddy said, you better turn to Jesus, son. You better pray. You better repent of your sins and get saved. And all oh, that day I got saved. And all the questions that I had, well, I don't understand about Moses and Noah and the creation and all this. Folks, nowhere in the Bible does God tell you to understand. He said, believe. And when you believe, that belief and that faith becomes the evidence of who He is. Man, before I got saved, I couldn't tell you anything about the Bible. But once I got saved, I still couldn't tell you anything about the Bible. But I could tell you that God was real. And His Holy Spirit was living down inside of my soul. And it became evidence. Faith, the substance, evidence. That's the foundation of everything that I am. Folks, if you ain't turned away from the world, you're going to struggle your entire life. If you hadn't put your complete faith in the Lord, you're going to struggle your entire life. That's the foundation. Repentance and faith. But look at the growth of perfection. I want you to look at the next verse. Are y'all with me this morning? Notice the next verse. Of the doctrine of baptisms and laying on of hands, the resurrection of the dead and the eternal judgment. So we see these foundational things. But he said don't dwell on them. They're great. That is the foundation. But there are some things that we must go on to. There are some things that we must focus on. And there's four things he laid out. And if you have a pen, I want you to write some of these points down. But in verse 2 he said of the doctrine of baptisms. Number one, I need to be renewed daily. The word baptisms, if you notice here, is plural. And the word baptism here means to be cleansed. It means to be washed. And so he's not talking about the physical act of baptism. He's simply talking about the spiritual act of renewal or spiritual cleansing. And so he said you have repentance and you have faith, but you also need renewal every single day. Notice what he said in verse 4. For it is impossible for those who were once enlightened and have tasted of the heavenly gift, and were made partakers of the Holy Ghost, and have tasted the good word of God, and the powers of the world to come, 
If they shall fall away. You know what our problem is sometimes? We're falling away from Him. Notice what He said. To renew them again unto repentance. Okay? You had that repentance. You've got that faith. That is the foundation. You know the problem? We fall away from that foundation. We fall away so often. The world comes in and pulls us away and we fall away. Do you know what we need? We need to be renewed every single day. An act that should take place in our life on a daily basis is us going to God and getting right with Him every single day. Listen, I'm not perfect. I've never claimed to be perfect. I try my best to live like the Lord. I mess up. I make mistakes. But let me tell you something. Every night i got to fall on my face and i got to ask for forgiveness for those things that I did do and those things that I should have done and those things that I didn't do. May I tell you that every day we got to go to God and we got to get right. If you want to grow in this thing called the spiritual life, you got to be renewed daily. Bless God you don't get saved twice. You don't get saved six times. Well, I've fallen away. I need to get saved again. Let me tell you something. It only takes God one time to do what it takes us a million times to do. God saved us once and for all. But every day we've got to be renewed. We've got to come to God and we've got to get that relationship right. Not just with God, but with each other. Uh-oh. Don't get quiet. You know what will help you in your life? You get renewed with God every day, and you get renewed with fellow man every day. Amen. You get renewed with those that you got all against. You get rid of that bitterness. You get rid of all of that stuff dwelling inside of your mind and your heart. Let me tell you something. If you're sitting here today and you've been mad at Daddy for 20 years, you ought to leave this place and get right with Daddy. If you're sitting in this place and you're boiled up because siblings did this and church members did this and the preacher did this, let me tell you something, folks. Get over it. You know what he said? Grow up. <laughs> That's something that kids do. Get renewed. If you're mad at this preacher, grab me after church. Don't hit me, though. But just grab me after church and say, Preacher, I got all against you. Folks, it's all right. Let's get renewed. You want to grow in this thing, get right with everybody around you. Quit being mad at mama and daddy and brother and sister and everybody. If you were here this morning and there's somebody in your life that you're not communicating with because their hostility, you leave this place, you get on that phone, you drive to their house, you knock the door down to get right with them. Child of God, do not live 2020 with bitterness and unforgiveness. If you were mad at them in 2019, put it behind you. Let's go on to perfection and let's get right with one another. Well, I'm mad at them. And you know what's going to happen? They're going to be the warden and you're going to be the prisoner. And every time they dingle the keys, whew, you just get stirred up. Man, folks... Life's too short. I can't stay mad at my dad because my dad may take his trip to heaven today. And I don't want him going out like that. I don't want to leave it like that. Let's get renewed to God. Let's get renewed to one another. Notice what he said. And the laying on of hands in the New Testament, this simply means a setting apart. We must be renewed daily and we must find our purpose. The laying on of hands is setting aside for a purpose. 
In 2020, I need to fulfill the purpose that God has for me. Do you know why we struggle so much in this thing called Christianity? Is we're not fulfilling those things that God has called us to do. Let me tell you something. I tried everything in the world to not be a preacher. And God wouldn't leave me alone. Brother Don McCormick told me, he said, Son, he's not going to change his mind. As much as you run, as much as you try, he's not going to change his mind. And I fought it with everything I had. But once I gave him my life, and I surrendered to the purpose he put in my life, man, things begin to change. Christians, he's got a purpose and a place for us in this church and in his kingdom. And if you're not fulfilling that purpose, there's going to be an emptiness. And there's going to be a struggle and a battle. We need soldiers in the kingdom of God. Whew. Four people, amen that. We need soldiers in the kingdom of God. We need people waking up realizing, I don't need to skip church. I don't need to put witnessing to people on the back burner. Because God's got a place for me. And on a daily basis, we need to serve with that purpose. That, hey, this is God's kingdom, but He's got a place for me to serve. And every day you wake up with drive and purpose. 2019, you may have been lazy. You may have been a sorry Christian. Oh, it got quiet again. Whoo! But 2020 ain't got to be that way. Let's go on. Let's move on to what God has called us to do. Aren't you glad you got purpose? Notice the third thing, the resurrection of the dead. This is to stay focused. Not only do I need to find purpose, but I need to stay focused. The resurrection of the dead refers to the return of the Lord. This is keeping our focus with reality. Listen, y'all look at me. Listen. No matter what pill they make, you're not going to live forever. No matter what kind of cure they come up with for cancer, we're all going to die. No matter what North Korea does, no matter what the U.S. does, Jesus is coming again. China's not going to stop him. Germany's not going to stop him. Russia's not going to stop him. Jesus is coming again. And child of God, we need to stay focused on the fact that this life is short and that Jesus could come back at any moment. Sometimes it seems like we're living life like we're going to live forever. Miss V, as I'm preaching this message, may I tell you that Jesus could come back right now. I'm telling you the eastern sky could split wide open. Man, them grays over there could bust and, and folks come rising up. Whoo! I don't know about y'all, I say even so come Lord Jesus. But you know what? We lose focus of that. And we get lazy, and we, we get comfortable, we get satisfied because we lost the focus. But you know what? We're not here forever. We better get busy. We better get to work. The fourth thing there was the judgment of God. I need to stay prepared. Man, it's like we live in life like we're not going to stand accountable to anybody. 
It's like we have no fear to God anymore. You know, when I was growing up, I feared my daddy. Here we go. I done got quiet again. I feared my daddy. Because if I messed up, I knew what was coming. And we didn't get whippings. We got whoopings. I didn't know what a corner was, but I knew what a belt was. And let me tell you something, folks. Judgment Day's coming. And we live life sometimes like we don't have to answer to anybody for the life that we're living. And folks, you don't have to answer to me. I'm not a priest. You don't have to confess your faults to me. I'm not going to judge you. That's between you and God. I'm not going to sit up here like I'm on a pedestal and I'm perfect and all that because there's not but one that's perfect. And that's Jesus Christ. But may I tell you, you're going to stand before the judge and you're going to give account. Somebody told me one time, said, Preacher, when you're saved, all your sins are washed away. You don't have to give an account anymore. I said, read your Bible. There's the judgment seat of Christ. And that's where the saved will stand before the Lord. And we will give an account of our life. I think we'll lose sight of that sometimes. I think we lose our fear and our reverence to an almighty God. Who do we think we are? Shaking our fist in His face. And this world's cussing Him like they're going to get away with it. Folks, he'll never accept homosexuality and same-sex marriage and abortion. He'll never accept it. We can change the Bible. We can change whatever we want to change. God will never accept sin. I'll never forget when they put them different colors on the White House. And oh, they just praised. I just cried. Let me tell you who's going to get the last word. It's going to be the Lord. And I told you this a few weeks ago, not everybody knew that he was coming the first time and when he arrived the first time. But when he gets here the second time, everybody's going to know it. Every eye's going to see him. And folks, it's going to change things. Brother Cathead, he ain't going to care how much sickness I had. He's not going to care to listen to my excuses. He's not going to care about how many runny noses I had to clean up. He's not going to care. And I'm going to give an account of my life. I'm going to want to say, well, well Lord, I, I, I wanted to, but I, I had to do this. He's going to say, that ain't good enough. You didn't have to do that. Folks, he's coming. Live every day like he's coming. Church, may we serve, may we worship him like he's coming back today. I pray every worship service that we worship like we're never going to get to worship Him again until we get into the portals of glory. He's coming back, y'all. It ain't good English, but it's good preaching. He's coming back. And we better get ready. We better live like it. You know what that means? If we're not right today, we better get right. As we start this year, I can't wait to see what God has in store. But folks, if we've been a prodigal, if we've been running off and living our own life, we better get things right today. We better get renewed back to Jesus.
We better find that purpose. I got a purpose. Y'all look at me. Y'all look at me. Look at me. Find your purpose. Find your place in God's kingdom. You want to serve the Lord this year? Find your place to serve Him. Find your place and your purpose. Stay focused. Stay focused. Ball is not the most important. Uh oh. Deer hunting is not the most important. Jesus, above all things, stay focused and stay prepared. He's coming again. If you're here today and you need to be saved, would you come? Let me show you how to be saved. If you're here today, child of God, and you strayed off, maybe you need to get at these altars and repent. Maybe you need to get renewed today. Maybe you need to join this church. Whatever your need is, I want to invite you to come. Let's stand very quiet, very reverent. Brother Jared's going to lead us in the invitation.